When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait a minute. We have got a situation here today. This is Rana, everyone, if you're wondering who's talking. If you're, if you're, wonder, <laughs> if you're actually wondering, we've got a re- an even bigger situation than, than I thought we had. But in any event, Happy New Year, et cetera, et cetera. Happy New Year. First, I'll say my co-host today, none other than producer extraordinaire Adam O'Byrne, who does not seem to have gotten the memo that the show is video recorded as well as audio recorded. What does that mean? It means you're wearing a sort of mismatch situation. I can see a pile of laundry behind you in the corner. There's no question. Your closet door is open. Uh, I guess it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I know your wife has expensive Sorry. things, but I don't need to see them all. That's fair. It's not her closet, though. Let's be honest. It's no, my that's closet. that's true. She has a whole room for her closet. Yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, here we are. It's us today. Yeah. I want everyone to know. So the Venice Simplon Belmond Orient Express is the one we're always talking about. However, the original Orient Express uh-huh. is relaunching. In 2023. So there is a competitor to the Belmont train. They're going to go up and down Italy. That's going to be, they're going to go all the way to split Croatia. They're going to go to Istanbul, which the Belmont train does do. Nice. Uh, And I don't know. I'm waiting to hear more, but I've seen a few of the pictures and I'm not sure which product is more attractive to me. You should go on that train and solve a crime if one occurs. What what do you not listen to the podcast? <laughs> it's all we talk about. All I the, know, you know that. That's not funny. Oh, it's not funny. That makes me question the whole operation. You're not the, gonna be fresh today, are you? Are you gonna I, no, I hope you, never. I hope you're gonna be no, you're I always a, incredibly I, fresh with me. I wanted to know the other thing I want to know is if Brian is in Italy with his TV show. So they're like do now because you know, succession goes uh to do the fancy ever? places. Maybe nine one one is now going to solve help Very the emergency department. Very possible. You know, Lake Como. I just emailed Frank Rich because I didn't get a chance to say to him I loved the finale, of course, but I didn't want to really spoil it. But now we're a few weeks away from that. We are, and I wanted to say how fantastic, and I wanted to know how intentional it was. So that's why I emailed Frank, of course. Uh, how fantastic it was that they shot. In Italy, the very place, the birthplace of Machiavelli, excuse me, uh-huh. and that this all played out essentially in an Italian city-state, which is what the prince was about, how to be, you know, how to be- Of course, yeah. How to run a city-state, how to, you know, compete with a warring city-state, et cetera, et cetera. But that is the ultimate handbook 
on uh, business tactics and takeovers, et cetera, et cetera, going back to whatever that was, 1570-something. In any, I'm so, I'll, get, I'll be corrected for that, I'm sure. But anyway, I wanted to know from Frank, I'm positive that that layer was intentional, but I wanted to know for sure. So we'll see. You, you, Rana, as usual, you think about these things on a higher plane than I. I just oh, enjoyed the episode. I thought well, the finale now was Now that I mention it, though. Yeah. And I can well, now that I mention it, don't you think it was intentional? I do. I'm sure it was. Yeah. 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 And I can't stop thinking about Tom Womgans oh. and, and how they so gingerly set up what was to come and over three seasons, really. Oh, I mean, 100%. What, yeah. what he has always been about. I saw that actor. Everyone thinks that she, what that the move was Shiv marrying him. The move right. was him marrying Shiv. Yeah. I saw him. He's. I never do this. And I saw Matt McFadden on the street in New York. Probably Matt. Well, Pat- Matthew. Excuse apparently, me. Apparently, apparently, very close. Yeah. But I, I never do this, and I stopped him, and I just said, "You're amazing on that show." This was after the first season. Yeah. Um. And he he said, thank you very much. Well, he is a fascinating actor, I think, because he was supposed to be a sort of beautiful young man. That was where, you know, he he was was a beautiful. He was in Joe Wright's Persuasion. He played Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Along with Tom Hollander, who we love. We love Tom Uh, Hollander. And he played Mr. Darcy. And you would think, well, that's where that's headed. He's going to only play sort of handsome leading men. And he's really a character actor. Oh, and you completely. can tell how much he relishes that. But, but that is a performance. I don't think people understand how incredible that performance is that he's giving. Something well, I, else. I, I understand. That's why I stopped him on the street. I think he's fantastic. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, it's the new year. It's a new year. I'm not going to fight with you on the first week of the we're new not, year. We're not fighting. We're having a nice episode. chat. Uh, but I want to remind people they can still watch Naomi's special on Netflix. It came out yes. December 29th. Pardon me. And it's called The Stand-Ups. She does a full half hour. If you've ever wanted anything more than a full half hour of Naomi at Paragon, here you've got it. She's so fabulous. I love Naomi. So fun. Love Naomi. Yeah. So I loved it. I mean, I just loved every second of it. And I'm probably going to watch it again just for the algorithm. But we know you love her, but we need the algorithm to love us. So go watch the stand-ups. Right. Uh, and then the coffee's over. That's it. It's over. It not was another, all the coffee. No, you can still get the coffee. But the, but the holiday coffee the, was a huge hit again. Unbelievable. I mean, the Vienna in winter, when people start, I mean, Ronica was already a hit from last year and people kept going. Sure. But Vienna in winter, I mean, I'm thinking about bringing it back before Christmas. That's how much people loved it. Well, maybe not. It, maybe not. The, I've been seeing, and I'm sure everybody who's on Instagram has been seeing, the, the people have been doing it in a cold brew. Yeah. Uh, and that seems, I've seen a couple of those at least. Um, and then people commenting that they've been doing the same. And that um, that it's seems, absolutely like, seems like a big hit. I, I hope people bought a few bags uh, to keep on hand. But of course, they can always go back to gorgeous shades of vanilla. Gorgeous. Which is perfect in the perfect in cold brew. Actually, that's Mickey Rapkin's standard. True. True. Is that he does the shades of vanilla cold brew. Uh, though he loved the Vienna in winter. And of course the carriage house blend, which is just an absolutely perfect that's what I drink. everyday coffee. That's your you do drink the carriage house blend. I drink carriage house blend black every morning. Yep. Yeah. 
gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so that's askbrownacoffee.com. Of course, people can subscribe. They can save $3 in every bag if they subscribe. Always free shipping domestically. Always. Uh, so we have a few reviews, few, few comments here, rather. Let's see what we have. You want to read these? Sure, I'll read them. What are we? Uh, okay, let's see. Where Starting are we? with Jada Caps. Jada Caps, five stars. Five stars. Five stars only. With the what is that? The, it is nail a polish emoji. Nail polish. Yes, hair toss. Check my nails. That's a nail. A nail emoji. Gotcha. I'd rather listen to nails. repeats of Rana and Brian than even try to find another podcast to listen to, as I wait for new episodes. Simply the best. Well, there's been lots of new episodes. We've had some fabulous guests since we came back to the free feed and uh, with Ronica and so fantastic. But that is the highest compliment. I completely understand what that person is saying. I only want to watch this show is what they're saying. I know there's a lot of other, I don't want to be the person who goes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and start saying to people, if you got a new show for me to watch, I need something. I need something. I need something. They just think, you know what? I'd rather just wait for the best. I'll just wait for the best to come. I'd rather watch a replay. And have the best, wait for the best. Yeah. I understand it. Am I reading the next one too? Of course you are. You've got to do something. I don't know how this works. You've got to justify your existence somehow. Oh, this, I mean, come on. (laughs) Elaine Nardo says, five stars is not enough. The brilliant Rana and co-host slash podcast mogul, Brian, will have you crying tears of laughter right into your cup of shades of vanilla. If you're that sort of person, excuse me. I like that a lot. I do too. Elaine Nato. I like that her name is Elaine Nato. Yeah. And and Brian is a podcast mogul. That's he why he's off in Italy. Is. Yeah. Well, you know what? He deserves a break to recharge. Of course. He of course. does. I took my break. He deserves his break. I agree. But uh, you know, let's, definition. Let's get back here. You know what definition, I mean? Definition. I don't know. Yeah. Are you as you're probably not as big a fan of that name, but now the definition, definition of definition. <laughs> Five stars, five stars only, stellar podcast with breathtaking advice from a true legend. Brian also says stuff. Now, you know, I don't know if that's okay. Well, on the one hand, I like Jeff Inition because I like what he has to say. On the other hand, I'm not crazy about the name Jeff Inition. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't be. Yeah. I know you very well, Rana. So, you know, been friends Uh, a long time. We, You know, it's true. We, and there's a few things you probably know because you're married to my litigator. You probably have a little bit of marital confidentiality, whatever that's called. She can, isn't that funny that the law allows for pillow talk? It does. That's true. It's true. You I've know, heard some things. I have this. to ask people in our audience if they're following the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. I oh, mean, right, yeah. it's, it is truly a Sidney Sheldon novel. It is. I mean, you yeah. thought Sidney Sheldon was writing crazy. We read Sidney Sheldon in the carriage house for the book club last year. And I people remember. said, this is crazy. You know, it's so out of touch. Da, da, da. This couldn't be real. The whole trial is a Sidney Sheldon slash Dickensian situation. You know, you, br- uh, you the father dies and the mother brings the ward over to the benefactor's house. And, you know, whatever right. happens, happens. But Joshua Chaffin, who we've mentioned once or twice on this podcast. A phenomenal journalist. Journalist for the Financial Times, the FT, the salmon paper, as they call it, (laughs) uh, has been covering the trial in the FT and all of his articles are online, all of his trial coverage. It's absolutely riveting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. I think the 
because the uh, uh, on on the West Coast where I am right now, there's yeah. also been the Elizabeth Holmes trial, and we have these two huge trials. But for stupid COVID, I feel like they would be sort of more into the 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 main. We'd be talking about them more somehow. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but. I'm less interested in the Elizabeth Holmes trial. I feel like we know what happened there. I suppose it's interesting from a legal perspective to see if she can wriggle her way out of it. Yeah. But I, I, I'm curious. I mean, I, yes, you're probably you're right. Her. I it, read the book. I loved the book, but yeah. I thought the book was a thorough excavation of what happened there. And anything True. she says otherwise, I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me, or whatever, however it goes. Now, we have an update that goes all the way back to Tommy Lenk's episode, if you can believe it. That's, wow, we do. Two, two million years ago. Go for it. Dearest Rona. Oh, dear. <clears throat> I should stop there. I-O-N-A. And Come Brian. On. I want to first start by saying I'm a huge fan of the show and have been listening since episode one. Huh. It's such a big fan that they spelled my name incorrectly. Well, I appreciate all the wonderful content and advice you give to every audience member. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. I have previously written in, it was featured on episode 12 with Tommy Lank and have an update. Now we just got past our hundredth episode. This is our 101th episode. I mean, Tommy Lank, Rana, if I'm not mistaken, was in person. Yes, that's he, correct. He, he was one of the guys who, had, who flew to Marblehead and- Glitter in the garbage, Tommy Lank. That's right, yeah. Who's absolutely fab. People should follow him on Instagram if they don't, because not only is he just a joyful, hysterical, lovely, smart person, he's fun to follow on social media. There you go. Uh, I asked your advice navigating conflicting feelings of changing my name upon marriage. I remember, I remember this. this. I decided to take my husband's last name. Groundbreaking, I know. However, adjusting to my new identity is easier than I was expecting. It actually feels weird to be in the transition time of changing names because I've started identifying more with my new name. A new name in marriage aren't the only big changes happening in my life. It is with much excitement that I've accepted the role of executive director at a sexual assault agency, exclamation point. Now, I I feel that that has been worded poorly. Uh, poorly, I do. Yeah. I really do. It makes it sound like you work for an agency where See, people hire you to assault yeah, people sexually. I, I agree, which is yeah. clearly not what this. Woman I don't is think saying. that's what this person meant. It's probably a nonprofit that uh, helps uh, sexual assault survivors. Yes, like, that's yes, right. Yes, not, With yeah. that exciting news comes the realization that I do not have the wardrobe to dress the way I would like in that type of position. I'm hoping that you can provide me with some lower cost options for fabulous professional clothing. Although this position is highly, this is a question. Yeah. Pardon me. This isn't a follow-up. This is a question. This is a sneaky question is is what this is. I agree. How dare you? Although this position is highly regarded. Yeah. This this is a sneak. You already had your question. The salary isn't exactly, this is like the twink who tried (laughs) to sneak in twice with using a different name, Kyle. (laughs) The twink with the clairvoyance trick. Yeah. The salary, the clear, and his clairvoyance was that everyone was in love with him, by the way. <laughs> That's what a narcissist he was. The salary isn't exactly reflective of the accolades, and I'm looking for affordable options. The dress code is mostly business casual, but I will need business professional wear for meetings with important community groups, law enforcement, grant funders, and other major key players. 
I'm greatly hoping to get some fashion advice from the most fashionable woman I know and a very fashionable lad. Not here. That's in my case, me, but we've already talked about well, how that's if not he the wants case, to go so. to Jerome's in Toronto, we can talk about that. Oh, there you go. Thank you so much for your time. Much love, Anna. <laughs> You can use my real name and pronouns as she slash her follow-up email. Okay, I'm humiliated that I misspelled Verona. Even though I read through the email numerous times. Forgive me, Anna. Now, is it Anna or Anna? Uh, Sorry, Anna. I I, don't know. I don't know. That was what Anna Anna Anna. got. Remember, Anna Gunn was being interviewed for the Emmys, and she said it's Anna Gunn. All right. Yeah. (laughs) In any event, uh, well, that's a sneaky question. So I'm giving you a very quick answer, which is, I don't know where she lives, but uh, Mage, Sandro, Mango, H&M on occasion, Zara for sure. But the secret is tailoring, tailoring, tailoring. That's what I was going to, exactly what I was going to say, Rona. And it's all about uh, tailoring. I would even... Look, uh, there are so many, you'd be surprised because when it comes to suiting and more formal things, mm-hmm. because there is less of a need in the everyday for that sort of thing. When the major department stores have a sale, they have Ralph Lauren suits, right. you know, this, that. And the secret is get it, get it uh, cheap, cheap. And, uh, but find a good tailor. Splurge on the tailor. Yep. Even if it costs agree. you $100 to get the tailoring done, it's still a bargain. The suit's going to look like $5,000. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's what I would say. And also, J. Crew. Well, and it's interesting. I would just say the other Terrific thing is Terrific option, J. Crew. All those places that you named, right? Yeah. That they all make things that have sort of different fits. So you might find, in my case, when I was a, a, a young man who had to, had a job, had a Joe job where I had to wear more formal stuff. Yeah. Um, Club Monaco, which was a Canadian brand, their yes. stuff always fit me great, whereas like Banana Republic stuff didn't. So I'd get the Club Monaco, go to the tailor, get the little adjustments, and then yeah. figure so you out find what your place. fit is. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of Club Monaco, but I didn't know if it was still in business. I think it is. And the other oh, thing Adam's I here. remember going back to just, you know, we don't just say things like that. Okay, but it's, uh, you know, I. <laughs> Our guest just, has arrived. We don't just say our guest is here, okay? okay We'd say it, and then we say, oh, now we have to go back to the show. We edited it out. Uh, <laughs> this will be my last, everyone, this will be my last on camera as a guest appearance. host. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember when Jessica St. Clair was on, she was talking about how Nordstrom now has a thing where they have a local tailor that you can go to. Oh, yeah, right. So they have a tailor and it'll say the tailor is in or the tailor is in residence or whatever it is. So I would look into that. And I and Nordstrom always has a fabulous sale too, but I would look to see if the if that Nordstrom tailor thing exists near you. Sometimes your local dry cleaner has a great tailor. You never oh, know. Totally. Totally. Now, we have a fabulous guest here today. I'm super, super, super excited about this scrumptious little number. I am thrilled, number. and the timing could not be better, given it's who it winter. is. And, yes. The Winter Olympics are right around the corner, Padme. Yep. And this little snack, Padme, uh, if I can if I can objectify our guest for a moment. I think he would appreciate that. I don't know He's going to him. be doing coverage. So we're going to bring—this is our first Olympian. 
For, well, not just an Olympian. He's an Olympic medalist. Okay. So what do you think of that? People say we're not upping our game. Well, we are. Excuse we are. me. We are. And I'm sorry Brian is missing out because I know that these two would have an absolute mischief connection. So we'll have to have True. him back some other time. But for now, they'll have to put up with straight as an arrow, Adam O'Byrne, as my co-host. <laughs> I am. I, <laughs> I know a lot about sports, though. Uh, are you holding your lanyard, dear? Yeah, I am. I was I'm just playing with it in my hand. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's bring in our fabulous guest, Adam Rippon. Attention, Carriage House members, run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. We're catching this character between God knows what. He is, this is how committed he is to his craft, pardon me. Are you coming just off the ice, dear? Um, I am. I'm fresh, hot off the ice, and I wouldn't miss this for the entire world. So I'm so happy that I could be here. I am so. We have never interviewed anyone from the backseat of a car before. I don't think. <laughs> no, and maybe you never will again because this is. Um, I. I. My hope by the end of this is that I do pass out from a heat stroke. Oh, we'll crack a window, dear. I mean, no, even if you no, no. even if your audio suffers, we can't have you passing out. We yeah, want you giving. No we need you to get. Do you want to turn on your air conditioning and see if there's a hum? No, it's okay. It's actually kind you of sure? nice. I'm 100. I've never been more certain of literally anything. Okay. Well, <laughs> Rana, we have we have an Olympic medalist on. The, We've on never the had an Olympian or an Olympic medalist on this podcast well, before. Two we've birds had, with one stone. We've though. had a right. few Emmy winners. We've had a couple of Oscar nominees, I think. That's true. Who? Is it? I can't remember. Maybe I, I was remember. the only Oscar nominee that we had on the show. Well, uh, we've had some, but, we've had, we've had the Peabody Award winner, Ms. Ward. So we've we had have lots of. Absolutely never had an Olympian and a cultural juggernaut, I'm just going to say it, wow. like yourself. And we are yeah. so excited you're here today. Without further ado, I welcome every, to everyone. I'm welcoming. Ad, we would give you a little intro before you came on here, but fabulous Adam Rippon. Is it Rippon or Rippon? Um, on. I say Rippon. <laughs> you know, listen. I as long as you say Adam, I'll know what you're talking about. But I guess maybe not in this context. Not today. Yeah, you're right. The two of us. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, all right. Uh, Rippon, you're you're perfect in every Rippon. way. Rippon. Yes. Okay. Rippon. Rip off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dia, what are you doing? Are you coaching now? Is that why you're where you're on the ice? I noticed you were in France. I was a little, a little number named Mariah. I was. So um, I don't do a lot of coaching, but um, I work with one skater who is uh, training and hopefully will make the Olympic team in a few weeks. So okay. I'm 
uh, I live in LA, but I go down to Irvine a few times a week to work with her. And so like, we're right now, like there's a few more weeks before, uh, the national championships, which is the last event before they decide an Olympic team, which you won, excuse me. I did. I won't, but, uh, I'm going to eat the microphone. I didn't win <laughs> the Olympics. I did. No, no, you no, won you... the nationals. Oh, I did. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Redact that. Edit that out. Yeah. I'm not editing anything. You right. won the nationals. That's <laughs> yeah, what did. happened. Yeah, I did. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Now, did, <laughs> did Tanya Harding win the nationals or was that only Nancy Kerrigan? Was no, it Nancy Kerrigan? Tan- so Tanya, Tanya Harding, won, didn't she? Yes, she won. She that won was twice. Where she infuriated everybody because nobody wanted to win and then she won the won the nationals. Well, so Tanya famously in 1991, she landed the first triple axel by triple a US axel. woman. Mm-hmm. And then in 1994, that's when she kind of decided she was going to try to kill Nancy. And so when Nancy was hurt. Kill um, is strong. Well. She just wanted <laughs> she just wanted to kill her career. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and you know, you're right. I'm not being, I am not being fair to Let's that girl. Let's be fair to Tonya. Right. Let's Tonya. be fair for once. <laughs> um, she's really been given the benefit of the doubt for so many years <laughs> up until this point. She was, um, an, inc- she was an incredible skater. Right. She was some, if if we can separate the woman from the art, she, she, uh, she did land that. No one can take the triple axle away from her. Right. Sometimes art is too (laughs) integrated into woman. So it's sometimes hard. I don't know if art has ever been applied to her before, but I, but we've done it. We've done it here on this podcast. Oh no. And I'm grateful. And so is she. I think she's probably more grateful than I am. Are you so you're I'm going to take say right now you're a Nancy you're not a Tonya. Um yeah, I guess because I didn't have to serve jail time. Are you an Oksana or are you a Christy Yamaguchi? Okay, I um oh that's tough. I think um I'm a I'm an Oksana Yamaguchi. Okay. <laughs> I and I understand. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure, you're having Russian dumplings for for the appetizer, and then you're having sushi for the for the main course. Exactly. At that, thank you. The, and it's a perfect meal. It always is. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. Orsa <laughs> or Boitano? Uh, Boitano. You okay. Know. I'm Fair Canadian, enough. so I'm. Oh, so you're an Orsa? Okay. He has I was. To be. I'm an Orsa. Yeah. They That's have the first. To be. That's, I think I'm, uh, Adam, I think I'm about 10 years older than you are. And I, that's the first Olympics that I remember. Okay. was 88 because uh, there was the two of them. And then there was also Elizabeth Manley. Yeah. Who, who, uh, and, and it was, the Olympics were in Calgary. So it was a huge deal for like, you know, we, we, the Canadians were all going crazy. So right. And um, Liz Manley famously had this same haircut right here. Same as, as, same as, same as same as you or same as me. No, Rana. Well, <laughs> as Rana. Yeah, as Rana. And so, like, basically, well, I like, go to Rod Stewart, and I have the same hairdresser. So maybe Liz Manley found her way to Oscar Blondie. I don't know. I think that's what she did. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Blondie, the famous hairdresser from Calgary. Are you? you, That's Oscar Blandy. That's a different guy. Are you? Are you a Torval or a Dean? Oh, honey, don't make me choose. <laughs> I, which um, one was, I don't even know which one was which. Was no, Torval the guy? Uh, uh, Torval was the girl. Yeah. The girl, okay. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Dean. I th- Christopher. I'll go with, a, I'll go with, a, a, uh, I'll go with Dean. 
Okay. You know, Fair enough. The, yeah. He had the better teeth, I think. Uh, now, you're gonna be, you're, are you going to be covering Beijing for NBC or who are you doing it for this year? Yes. I'm going to be covering uh, Beijing from Connecticut. Oh, for NBC. So we're not sending like a lot of people over. Like we're sending our main analysts. Okay, Um, we're. I'm acting like I'm the president of NBC. (laughs) No, but you're you're part of. I'm on my way. Yeah, I'm on my way. You're on the coverage team. Yes, it's a way. Thank you. Um, So our team is sending our like main analysts for each sport, and they're sending their researchers. But then their whole broadcast team will be based out of um, Connecticut, which obviously is famously called the Beijing of the United States. Sure. Yes. 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 Beautiful Stanford. Is it Stanford? I think it's it's Stanford. It's our little pocket of Asia, right on the (laughs) east coast. I think the I think the smog is uh, a close second to the smog in Beijing. And yes, it is. It's very. It's crazy. It goes Beijing, Stamford, Connecticut, which yeah. is just and not a good way to get famous. Well, you've got to be known for something. At least well, people, are, if people are talking, going back to Tanya, if people are talking about you, they're still talking about you. Right. Any Oops. news is good news <laughs> is the famous state slogan of Connecticut. Of, of Connecticut. That and it's the insurance state. Is it? Yeah. Hartford. Yeah. Big, Hartford, big insurance. Hartford yeah. Connecticut, the uh, insurance capital of the, of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Now you're from Scranton. Is that right? I am. Are you Jealous? sorry? Are you sorry? <laughs> oh, honey, I was born sorry. <laughs> if you could, if you could have been, cho- if you could have chosen to be from anywhere, would you? Cho- where would you choose to be from? Oh, I don't know. See, like I really Scranton made you who you are. Exactly. Um, I, I honestly, I think it was the Greyhound buses that made me who I am. Oh, but, that's. Uh, but they started and they they took off. In Scranton, so I I don't think I would have changed where um where I'm from at all. I love saying I'm from Scranton. Yeah. So what is the next biggest town to Scranton? And then of course the Office made Scranton famous. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Office really did. Um, Scranton I think- was famous, but the Office just stole Scranton. It co-opted it. But Scranton always had. I mean, it's such a fun word to say. It always had its its own <laughs> yeah. moment. My favorite part of Scranton is, um, I haven't been in a while, but like the last time I was there a few years ago, obviously we took the office and we ran with it over there because sure. that's our, because before we had the office, we had coal and coal famously not everyone's favorite um, use of energy now. Everyone's, oh, what? but was for a very long time. Yeah, we yeah. loved yeah. coal. Yeah, we there. needed coal. Well, there would be, there would have been no military industrial complex without coal. Let's just all right. remember that. And that's not the only complex. You love, everybody loves their bomb. <laughs> they, they love their bombers and they love winning World War II. So congratulations. You can <laughs> yes. thank Scranton, Pennsylvania for that. Yes. And everyone <laughs> did, is doing that. Um, did they what, Did they give you the key to the city or anything? Because, I mean, how many Olympian, there can't have been that many Olympic medalists question. from Scranton. I do not think that there are many, and but I'm still waiting for my key. What the hell? It's ridiculous. Did they offer you the key or they just never delivered it? Or no, no. Is there a day? Did you have a parade? No, I don't really have a day. You know what? Because like when I was getting, I, I think I did them a little dirty. Yeah, you because, turned like, your back on them. Let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's uh, listen between you and me. I'm not going back. So I don't need the key. But you never have to go back. You just go back for a minute. You just go back get as your, fa- a favorite fetted. son. They love a get favorite. Who, then, is, yeah. who was the most famous person from Scranton, Pennsylvania before you? Well, Joe Biden. Biden. Joe Biden, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he does have more followers. I always think Instagram. of him as being from Delaware. No. But Joey, he was, his dad was from, you know, called him Joey. And right. Scranton. Yeah, he loves all those like old stories. Well, oh. that's all he has this old story. He's 100,000 <laughs> years old. But yeah. I'll tell you something. He's very spry. When you no, think about is. how old he really is and how much he has to do in a day. Yeah. If I was his age, I'd put on my slippers and I would sit down and that's what I would do. I have to say, I don't want to get political, but oh, why, please don't, is every president, kind of why is every president so old? Good question. Shouldn't we get someone a little well, bit more but, young well, and spry? Barack I'm not too- wasn't. No, he Barack wasn't. was young and gorgeous in the picture of youth. He was fabulous. Right. Yeah, but everyone's been smoking abs- a pack and a half everyone's a day been the back steps yeah. of the it's White there. House. Yes, <laughs> he I couldn't love that. quit. You know what? I loved that about him. It made him human. <laughs> yeah, that that honestly, yeah. Barack being a chain smoker was my favorite quality. <laughs> it was very very old school. That's where he made. That's how he made his decisions. He had to go out and have rooms. a smoke and decide yep. what he was gonna what, what he was gonna do about something in the alley behind the White House. God bless him. Uh, all right. None of this is what the show is about. Oh, no. I forgot. Speaking of politics and Barack and a few other things, I forgot to ask Adam. I apologize. What country are you planning on being the ambassador to? Because Michelle Kwan was just named the ambassador of Belize. Right. Oh. And, if and, she, I, and if they'll give it to Michelle Kwan, they'll give it to anybody. Exactly. Well, which is what the whole skating community <laughs> is saying. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't even know she'd been that. to school. Yeah. They couldn't believe it. No one could believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I could choose a country, um, oh God, do I have to? Maybe I would want um something Trinidad with- and Tobago. Oh, really? Lovely. The British yeah. Virgin Islands? Yes. I think yeah. because I think that's the most beautiful name for a country. Have you been? No. Oh. But why not Ambassad? No, why not Ambassad? Indeed. <laughs> Right. Why not ambassador? But but do you, I have a question? Do you think Quan has gone to Belize? No, no way. Of course no not. The day she steps foot will be the first day she was ever there. <laughs> yeah. And I have to be. I, I have to say, I was reading her statement, and I was a tad impressed because I thought she stuck the landing on the uh, on the statement because <laughs> she referred to the Belizean people. Oh. Right. And I thought to myself. For with a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you for sure what people from Belize want to be called. Right, which so is good because they least were going to put a gun that. to your head. Yeah, that is well, good that that you looked that up. You know, <laughs> they, you they know were what? going. To you know, put a gun I'm to your not going to comment uh, on whether it's safe to travel in Central America. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, okay, so Adam dear, here's how yes. the show works. People write in. They're desperate. If they weren't desperate, why would they write to us? I mean, we have to right. ask ourselves that question. As flattered as we are that they share their intimate problems and situations with us, they, they've got no way to go. Right. Who are we? We're just a couple of people with fabulous We're just opinions. God's, God's pilgrims. We're, That's just, it. We're just people who happen to be right most of the time. That's all mm-hmm. we are. Yes. We're not doctors. Okay? No. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we are going to read these questions and then we are going to use the full power of our life experience and a little bit of our gut to answer them. Great. There are no wrong answers here. There are no right answers. Well, there's always a right answer, of course, but they either take our advice or they don't. And I will just say they have written in, so there's no need to handle these people with kid gloves. They know if they're going to write in with a question, they're going to get an answer. Right. 
don't get in the kitchen if you don't want to get burnt. Is that, that something is like that? Yeah. Something exactly. Thank I don't you. know. I don't know if everybody gets burnt in the kitchen, but that is basically <laughs> right. the idea. Right. Just to circle back, I'm not a doctor. What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to your eyeballs? Why did you have cataracts? Okay, I do have a theory. I'm opening a door. If you see me turning, I'm getting. Fl- is that that's fine? Okay, yeah, it's, it sounds absolutely fine. But I was sort of enjoying the peak that was it, that you. Yeah. I, though I thought you were going to either pass out or I was going to be. So they were going to call social services on me for leaving a toddler in the back of my car. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy because I am as thin as a toddler, so it it would happen. <laughs> but you know that that. But now you can say from personal experience how quickly a car heats up. Oh, absolutely. When you yeah. think about people accidentally leaving a dog or a child in a car, right. it's, the this, this famously, it comes an it's oven. the Right. It's terrible. Because this yeah. is famously the first time I've ever been in a car. And I'm still learning the ropes around here. You were trapped in the car, dear. You trapped yourself in the car. That's what I, I did. Just to talk to us. Yeah. And I, and I would do it again, to be what honest. What happened to your eyeballs? Okay, I um, had cataracts. Um, well, no one in my family has had them, so I. So basically, they're wow. like this can get aggravated. Me? I wish I was twenty three. Um, no. Do you think that maybe someone's <laughs> someone's not your father that said they were your father or something like that? Oh, Mate, listen, <laughs> I don't like if they had cataracts. I don't want to know them, so that's fine. I'm good with what I have. <laughs> But I think because when I was young, you might notice that I have this really almost chapped colored skin. But when I was young, I really, I was pretty tan. And that's because I was going to the booths. Oh. And I always thought huh. like the the glasses, you know, they make the, you wear those. You didn't yeah. wear First of all, it was 2005. We didn't know any better. I was just trying no. to get vitamin D like anyone oh, I, would. Oh, I think we did. I, I think we've I think we've known <laughs> since 75. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I thought, listen, the glasses, I was like, I don't want like a little like raccoon. Can, you don't want no. this, yeah, want raccoon <gasps> eyes. No. So I think because I was maybe sometimes staring into the lamps and I think that I got cataracts because of that but nobody I, that's not that's an un, unofficial the paper think I'm that's writing that's a thing yes I does did, the doctor think it's a have you have you you didn't even dare you didn't mention that you didn't did you? Dare do you that. think I told my fucking doctor that I was going to sunless tan in fucking Flint, Michigan when I was 15 to get a golden rod tan no I said, no. I have no idea how this happened. How could this possibly? <laughs> well, I, I said, why me? Why me? Yeah. Why me? <laughs> Adam. But I now know. your eyeballs are fine. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, my my vision is like my because uh, I, I got um, LASIK surgery. Oh, you uh, they did let you get the LASIK after you had the cataract surgery. Yes. Which yeah. was like that so was your dream. Inc- I know. Oh, my God. It was amazing not to wear glasses ever again. Here's the catch twenty two. I it's have to wear ever. readers. Oh, I can. Why see, did you like, have an astigmatism or something? Well, because when they replace your lens, like the the lens of your the cataract eye, lens, they put it with something, and it no matter how high tech it is, like it's man made. So like it will only help your vision right. from a certain point. So like my uh. vision got better and worse at the same time. But I would <laughs> choose this vision that I have now. Well, your vision. Should we leave there it at that? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome, dear. Aren't All right, should we fun? read this stuff? Aren't you cute? You look so, you always look like you just took a shower. I don't know how you do it. 
but <laughs> I taking, do. Yeah, I take do beautiful care. What What about your skincare regimen? Let's just get into it while we're while we're here. Okay, my skincare. I'm going to tell gorgeous, you. Your skin. Thank you. Who's, I'm tell you. who's looking after your skin in Los Angeles? Just me. You don't go to a facialist. You don't go to a dermatologist. Nothing. I'm lying because what <laughs> is the truth is this is I'm going to tell you the only thing that works: prescriptions and procedures. Right. So prescriptions and procedures. One of the okay. procedures being not well, so to like, bake in a tanning booth. That, but, yeah, that, which but is do, a procedure. Do, tell me this. do you have a mole check every year? I really hope you do after what you just told me because because all of that happens. It doesn't matter how old you are. You get one bad burn when you're young. That's the skin damage that's coming out later. Yes. So um, I'm about to see Dr. Amy in a month. Thank you okay. for asking. Yeah. Um, and she's going to check me from tip to taint to make sure that everything is all clear. Okay. Um, wonderful. But lucky I, her. Luck, lucky fucking Dr. Amy. <laughs> she is so such a fucking lucky girl. And uh, so, and so do you my, use her products or do you use other products? No, the only literally what I use to like wash my face is like just CeraVe. I and I use like the same moisturizer I yeah. use on my ass that I use on my face. Also CeraVe? Also CeraVe. But could you, you imagine? Pres- I'm like, no, I use La Mer on my ass. When you say, <laughs> I, I could imagine. I mean, I, when I said it out loud, I went, "That's not a bad idea." No, it sounds yeah. sounds like it would feel kind of nice. Yeah, a sort of a space age diaper cream, if you will. right. Yeah, so uh, I think you probably like, have a lot of chafing as a skater, so maybe that maybe that would feel nice. Or Aquaphor is probably what you use for that. I don't know how that. What are the tricks? What are the skating tricks? Do people do people get chafed legs, or what's the or your ankle? What do you do for a blister? Oh, so I would get blisters all the time, and my yeah. biggest trick, if you have a blister, is you get like a plastic like doggy bag, like a doggy shit bag, mm-hmm. and you just put that on your foot. Yeah. And then you put that like in your sneaker or in your skate or like wherever, yeah. because like if you ever use like a Band-Aid or like whatever, it slips and it never is in the place you need it to be. So like yeah. the the plastic bag, um, you know, there's no friction. So you don't get any blisters. Have you ever oh. had to compete with the plastic bag on? Oh, I competed literally at the Olympics with like two doggy shit bags on my feet. <laughs> Are we the first people you're telling that to? Not the first, and I'm sure, and I sure to God hope it's not the last. That is, I mean, just think about that. All of the money in the artistry that goes into the costume, and there yeah, and you are got, yeah. with two uh, doggy bags, disposable dog bags on your feet. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I should have been well, sponsored by Arm and Hammer because they yeah. were scented too. I, I, you know, oh, I wondered, I nice. thought they were scented, and then I said, I'm not going to make that comment because maybe I'm wrong. Well, I'm sorry that you didn't. If you could see, <sighs> there's actually a high speed chase behind me. If you can hear I all of this is. <laughs> I should have trusted my shtetl clairvoyance. Okay, speaking of which, we're going to start now. All right. Okay, I'm it's ready. Only, yeah, let's go. We're only 100 minutes into this show already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dear all right, Rana, 100 to go. I'm ready. Now, Go. dear Rana, beautiful Brian, not here today, and fascinating guest, Adam. if applicable. Oh. That's oh. you. <laughs> okay. I'm a 28-year-old woman living in Philadelphia. City Strike you've prob- one. City right. you've probably been to. Yes, I have. I moved here a couple of years ago from the Midwest, looking forward to leaving my messy earlier 20s behind and starting fresh in a new location. Mm-hmm. However, Ooh. da, da, da. A man I had had a brief fling with also just moved to Philadelphia. I am not usually a petty person, but I am furious. 
I'm not usually a petty person. That usually <laughs> is a petty person. Yeah. Right. He's not he's not an outright bad person, but he is someone I was specifically looking forward to never seeing again. Fair enough. Mm. During our <laughs> good luck to you. I just want to say good luck to everyone in the audience. We should all be so lucky that we never have to run into anyone ever again that we sleep with, but that is not reality. I just no. want people to understand that's called life. Well, she thought Philadelphia wasn't reality. That was her first problem. <laughs> well, and in fairness, she's from, you know, wherever she's from. Coeur d'Alene, right. Idaho or something. Yeah. <laughs> Boise. D- during our fling, I was 19 and he was 24. Now. This is not illegal by any stretch, but after it ended and I grew into my early 20s, but after it ended and I grew into my early 20s, I increasingly found it cringy. He is someone I bumped into constantly. We ran in overlapping circles and frequented many of the same restaurants. He actually developed somewhat of a reputation for consistently dating younger girls. 24, he's not Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Nothing illegal, just cringy. I can only speak for myself, but I know when I was 19, I was very sexually curious, very horny, but also socially awkward, unconfident, and I could not even hold a conversation with this guy or anyone really, unless I was drunk. In other words, I do not remember our fling fondly, and I think he enjoyed me largely because I was vulnerable and easy. Okay. 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 To get to my question. I am trying. <laughs> I'll never be vulnerable and easy again. I just, I don't, I don't mean to make light of it. It's just that it's a, it's a, it's a moment in life. Uh, to get to my question, I am trying to figure out how I should respond when I bump into him. I know, I know, Philly is a big city. Not really, but I feel strongly. <laughs> Honey, <this> is- <laughs> get out of the Midwest. You couldn't get com- out of there fast com- enough compared to Coeur d'Alene. It certainly. Is. <laughs> Yeah. But 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 I feel strongly this is a matter of when, not if. We are both vegan. Oh god. Oh god. Hang up. <laughs> we can't we have to finish reading that we can't go any further. We can't help you. If you're vegan, we can't help you. We both spend a lot of time commuting by bicycle. This kind oh of person can't be a fan of this show. Yeah. They wrote in accidentally to the wrong show. And while, <laughs> and while Philly is large, it is also highly compact and centralized. I believe it is very likely I will, in fact, bump into him at some plant-based coffee shop or bar. Plant-based bar. Okay. Uh, I've, I believe it is, too. I think it's plant-based coffee shop or bar. Okay. When I see him, should I be polite but short? Or should I be more forthcoming and let him know I find a history to be cringeworthy and then I never want to speak to him again? If so, how should I phrase it in a way that will stick with him? Should I be fake friendly at first and then put him on the spot by casually saying something like, hey, remember all that sex we had when I was a teenager and you were in your mid-20s? How do you feel about that now? That's probably not the line I would lead with. Right. What I really fear is that I'll see him somewhere in public and I'll get uncomfortable and leave when what I really want is for him to get uncomfortable and for him to leave. I feel absolutely stumped about this. We still have some mutual friends, so I'm somewhat self-conscious of what he might say about me if I express my anger. My instinct is to be polite but short, but my petty side wants him to know that I think he is a fake progressive, fake feminist, borderline predatory, pretentious prick. Clearly, I still have some rage towards him. Mm-hmm. I thought I was 
I thought I was beyond this until I found out he was moving here. Help, four exclamation points, Maria, she slash her. Okay, Maria, she slash her, I'm ready. May I begin? Please. Please. By all means. Okay, this is what I think. Everyone is cringy when they're 19. And everybody has these sort of like whatever where we look back and we're like, what was I doing? And you might, whatever. What he did wasn't illegal. What you did wasn't illegal. Yeah, maybe it's weird. But this is my thing. I think that like you're going to run into him. And if he's doing this, like he like this is just his cycle of whatever. This is where he is mentally. He's only like capable of like being with like younger people like that. That's like where he is. So I think that if you want to be petty, nothing is pettier than being overly friendly, like you're excited to see them. So I think when you see, I think when she sees this guy, she goes over and she's like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you. Crazy bumping into you, hanging into you night. And I think that like that will throw him off way more than putting him on the spot because I think putting him on the spot is more cringy than anything. Yeah. Well, and you've really hit on something, which is what her real problem is, isn't this running into moment. It's that she's upset about that, that it didn't mean anything to him and that she allowed it to mean something to her. Sure. And it still means something to her and she wishes it didn't. But it does because she, as you say, was a cringy 19-year-old. And this is called also, look, if this guy had done something awful to her or had really treated her as, look, other than being just a schmuck, which is what he was. Right. And I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying if this guy had done something criminal, if he had done something truly predatory and dangerous, that is a different thing that, that we're talking about. What we're talking about is called life experience. And when you're young, you date terrible people. And if you're lucky, you date good people. Some people are smart and only like people from when they're young. That's pretty uncommon, you know, that they like nice people and people that treat them well. That's very unusual for someone who's 19 to date someone, to go after someone that treats them well. That's just not really how it usually goes. You're addicted to mistreatment in your teens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You make mistakes. Some people don't get over that for even longer. Some people are in their 30s or 40s and they're still dating garbage folks. I mean, it's not like. But everybody sees who this guy is. You're right. all talking right. about it. Right. Yes. You'd, it doesn't make you a fool for having. It just makes you 19. That's all. That's what people do when they're 19. And so how do you let go of whatever this shame and anger is that you're holding on to? And I think what Adam is saying is very interesting, this idea that- I agree. This means you meant nothing to me. It meant nothing. Right. It's so much more powerful than like, don't this give, is my chance. Yeah, don't give him any more power. Don't, like, don't give him like some sort of like platform to like go back and say something back to you. I remember the first guy that like I ever had anything with, he was a little bit older than I was, maybe like seven years older than I was. So, like, this is feels like roughly like her situation. Yeah. And when I look back at it, I totally feel like this guy completely like took advantage of me and like yeah. completely like led me along and made me feel like things were in a different place than they were. Then, like, now when I look back, I'm like, 
oh, he was just trying to fuck. Like, that's that's it. And of yeah. course, like, because that's the first person that I ever had, like, feelings for. I still yeah. think of that, and I still will be driving in my car. I'll be, like, on the 405 in a screaming match to no one. You know, <laughs> like, while I'm just driving in an imaginary fight. But, like, I know that, like... I would not do that to someone. So, like, I won't do it to someone. And now I know the kind of person that he is. But, like, that's... He's not my problem. And if I, like, say something to him, do I really think that it's going to, like, do anything for him? No. And, like, also, like, why even waste my time? Well, that's interesting, though, that you also admit that occasionally the reliving of it gets the better of you. Totally. Sure. And... But that you work your way through it. When that happens, you allow yourself to have the moment of, and then it passes. Yeah. As opposed to punishing yourself. Yeah, I There's think something like- something punishing going on here where she's punishing herself for making what she sees as stupid, shameful decisions or for trusting her heart to someone that wasn't worthy or what, whatever it is. And there isn't a person in the world that hasn't done that. And that- He's probably had it done to him as well, this guy. But he's just some, he's some nobody. Right. That's all he yeah. really is. And nobody who went east for a better life. In they Philadelphia. In Philly. What is this vegan Philly, Midwest vegan Philly axis that they're on? Yeah. But you have to release yourself from this is, what, is what it is. Yeah, just forgive yourself because like we're all, like we all make yes. stupid mistakes. And as long as you learn something from it and like you, like you, maybe you got into a few situations where they don't sit right with you now, but like you know better, you learned from it and exactly. you're okay. Like that's, that's what that was supposed to be. Like you learned something from that situation. So like just... You do your best to like let it go. If you run into him, you run into him. But like that's his problem, not yours. And you're not the same person that you were when that happened. The person that you describe, the sort of nonverbal like, right. need to drink in order to be social, et cetera, et cetera. But there is an I don't want to this isn't about victim blaming or anything like that, but there is a certain amount of responsibility to look at our past and say, that's who I was. I wasn't happy and I have made uh, so much progress and growth in this wonderful way, but we're not the same people. He, he may be doing the same thing and in the same pattern, or he may be a guy. It doesn't mean he's a great guy, but he may have sort of allowed for some growth in some way. Right. And let's just be who we are now and let's forgive the people that we were and let's, if there's one thing you take away from this, whatever the, these things were, the way that he treated you that left a pit in your stomach or still does when you think about it, don't allow that to happen to you in a future relationship. Totally. There's never a reason for someone to be cruel, for instance, I like to say. You're in a relationship and someone's being unkind and then you just keep, you stay in that relationship and you, hopefully those are the moments where you say, oh, that sucks. I don't want that. That's not, not doing that. So right. whatever it was you were doing, just don't do that. And you'll be happier in the next yeah. situation. And I think like the thing that I've taken away from this is that you're right. Philadelphia isn't a big city. <laughs> burgeoning, burgeoning, burgeoning restaurant scene. Burgeoning metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Plant-based communities. Plant-based. Plant-based, plant-based bars. Uh, Adam O'Byrne, would you, you like to read the next sure. one, Sure. 
So this. But how wonderful for Adam Ripon, Ripon, Ripoff, to Ripon, Ripoff your clothes. I'm sure you've heard that one before. Uh, to admit that everybody gets stuck in the past, having a moment in the past, relitigating a situation. We all do it. Right. So it's human. It it doesn't make you, shouldn't make you angry at yourself that you dwell on these things, but you should try and find a way out of them. Yeah. Honestly, when I think back to that, I get more upset that I didn't know any better, but like, how could I have known any better? So you only know what you know. Yes. It happens to you the first, you didn't know it. It happens to you. What about all these people? What about poor Lala Kent who just found out that her diamond wasn't real, Adam? Listen, that's that's horrible. Walking around with moissanite. With a six carat moissanite. A gray. They said it was gray and it had been bleached to something, apparently. I didn't even know you could bleach a diamond. I didn't know that. that. Well, a moissanite's not a diamond. (laughs) She thought it she was told it was a dirty diamond that they bleached. Well, yeah, a lot dirtier than she they were so dirty it was a rock. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, dear. Next question. Here we go. Dear Rana Brian. Not here. Not here. And astonishing Absent. guest here. Two astonishing guests, I would say. I can conclude myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a gift your show has been <laughs> during these turbulent times. Every week when I put my headphones on and feel like I'm curled up in the carriage house with a warm mug of shades of vanilla or maybe even a cheeky Negrana, it's heavenly. Okay, I'll get right to it. My boyfriend is a klutz. For the most part, I love this about him. It adds Mm. to his goofy charm. A dropped glass of wine or a pair of dirty undies here or there never hurt anybody. And he always has a way to make it into a joke (laughs) that often has me in stitches. We're both very different in this regard. I'm very clean and organized. Him, not so much. And mostly, I'm fine with this. There's no such thing as perfection in life. But there have been several times where he has lost. There is or- such a thing as picking up your drawers. I'll <laughs> oh, say seriously, that. Seriously, yeah. Jesus. I don't know how that yeah. makes you a klutz. I'm not going a for slime, perfect. Maybe, you, but- yeah, we're just going for clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm such uh- a klutz. I don't wear <laughs> my underwear. You're a klutz? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. You're not a klutz. <laughs> no, you're uh, obviously a, you're not. You're a professional not klutz. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, but there have been several times where he has lost or damaged something of mine that I cherish. Oh, my God. Recently, for example, he lost a brand new jacket that I barely had a chance to wear. And within the same week, somehow managed to spill a hand-sized portion of barbecue po- portion oh. of barbecue sauce Onto my oh. brand new linen duvet. I don't oh. normally allow him to eat in bed, but I was away for work. Excuse no. me. Oh, no. Obviously, mm. I understand that accidents happen. Oh. Some of these are like, okay, anyway, we can talk about it in a minute. That is my uh, worst. But, that is but I sometimes a living get nightmare upset. you've just described. And while he yeah. very quickly apologizes and promises to solve the issue, he'll then quickly make it into a joke. Ha, 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 I lost your jacket. And if I'm still upset, he then accuses me of being materialistic and thinks I expect him to wallow in guilt, even though he's promised to rectify the situation. I feel like I'm being dismissed and not taken seriously. And I think he feels like I'm taking things uh, far too seriously, but I'm allowed to like nice things, right? Rana, I'm sure you understand my predicament after the Mm. incident with your infrared sauna and a certain house guest. That's directed at Brian, obviously. So my question is, am I expecting too much from him? Or is there a way we can both figure out how to live with our different views on things? Uh, Do I need to live in perpetual fear that he's going to sneak chocolate into bed and fall asleep on it, turning it into a congealed pile of chaos? 
or do I just need to destroy something he loves to make him see how it feels? <laughs> I love my boyfriend with all my heart, but really want to know what to do because I truly feel like I'm losing my mind. Please help. Love A. <sighs> Mr. Rippon. Okay. What, I, uh, what say you? I think, yes, you should continue to live in perpetual fear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it feels like the only way. safe thing. I think, listen, if somebody is this klutzy that they lose things and they destroy things, the only acceptable option for them is to be rich and to replace everything. Mm -hmm. Because if I was with somebody who accidentally destroyed things, first of all, wait, listen, accidents happen, but what I'm going to need, what I'm going to need if you make an accident <laughs> is severe and deep shame. I'm not yeah. going to need an apology. I'm going to need you to feel shame. Or yeah, yeah. or it's certainly not make a joke out of it. Oh, as no. is being suggested deeply here. Deeply sorry. You should yeah. be deeply sorry. Perpetually Remor sorry. Remorseful. Oh, you yeah. should yeah, it should it should no 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 no. That's not acceptable to me. It's not fun. I think it's funny if it's like, "Oh, silly stupid," but like if we're if we're losing things, the uh -uh. losing, the losing the losing, I don't see, klutz is the wrong, tripping and spilling wine or barbecue sauce is klutzy. Leaving your underwear on the ground and, and losing people's jackets is carelessness and two, irresponsible. Two, there's three ways to deal with this as far as I'm concerned. The first thing is shame on you for lending him your, your jacket. Right. That's on you. Why you would give, that's like lending a Cuccinelli jacket to a dog and then wondering <laughs> why, the, why the dog left it at the uh, back. If I had a nickel. I mean, what are we doing? You right. just think, oh, I bought a, I have a gorgeous thing that I love and gave it to a tornado, a known tornado. Mm -hmm. Just dropped it right in the middle of a tornado. That's A. So that's your fault for lending pig pen your clothes. A. <laughs> You buy something nice, pig pen wants to borrow what you say. Sorry, dear, we have a track record. That's your side of the closet. This is mine. I also don't believe in men sharing clothes, but that's another story altogether, Adam. You'll, you can tell me whether you believe in that or not. Uh, I think I've, it's I've, crazy. I believe in myself. I believe in God, and I believe in not sharing clothes with your partner. Thank you. <laughs> I truly think it's crazy. No, that is, it's, that is nuts behavior. Yeah. Get therapy. It's unhealthy. It's <laughs> immature. It's right. cheap. It's childlike. It's anything you want to call it. It's You're crazy, not though. twin sisters. I couldn't right. agree with you. Even twin sisters, they have two of everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're right. They're not walking so, around with one pair of Mary Janes. There's no. two. There's, everybody's got their own shoes, even if they yes. shared a womb. So forget about that. Your fault, your jacket, live with the consequences. Barbecue sauce in the bed. I don't know Disgusting. how you, I don't know how you live like that, uh, I, but I would absolutely go get a bottle of barbecue sauce and dump it on his shoes right in front of him. I would, and, and if he says, what are you doing? I would say, whoops. <laughs> don't That's be materialistic. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, materialistic. Yeah, what do you care? It's just, they're just shoes. It's just a frate duvet cover. What do you You know care? what? That is rich 
kid behavior. That's somebody who like, they just got things replaced or like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you grew up poor from Scranton on the Greyhound, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be going to bed with barbecue sauce. Sleepy Joe doesn't eat in bed. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) He he doesn't eat at all. He doesn't (laughs) eat at all. (laughs) He's living on Soylent. Uh, <laughs> and batteries or whatever they use to keep them keep them propped up. But the uh, but, but the the other thing. Wait, what was the third thing? The there was the barbecue sauce and the, the jacket, and then the un, the underwear on the grounds or the wine. And the underwear on the ground. Okay, I have a solution for that too. It's called a black garbage bag. And you walk around with a black I was wondering where you're going with this. And a pair of and a pair of tongs. Yeah. Because you don't want to have to touch any of this stuff. And you just th- start throwing things into it in front of him in the house. And he says, What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm throwing away the thing. I'm throwing away your underwear. I'm throwing away your shoes. I'm throwing why? You left it on the floor. You obviously don't want it. You've thrown it away. You've discarded it. I'm just putting it in the trash. This is all trash. Because you don't want it anymore. Yeah. And I would also go so far as to carve out, I hope they have separate closets, but obviously they don't because as you mentioned, they're living like conjoined twins, not identical twins. (laughs) (laughs) The only people that should be sharing clothes. They're the only people. A set of conjoined twins. They, uh, They hope they have separate closets and you say, that's your closet. As long as there's no bugs in this house, if I see one bug, I'm going to oh. put a light, a light of fluid on the whole thing and light it on fl- <laughs> and that light the, burn the house to the ground. Move. Yeah. But that's your door. What happens behind that door is between you and that door. What happens out here is a common area. And you can call me every name in the book, but if I find barbecue sauce on the bed again, I'm going to dump a bottle of it right on your head and tell you it was an accident. Yeah. I think that listen, if there if everything's like a joke, the only way I think get to a rectify, cleaning lady, it, of course. Well, yeah. this person obviously grew up with one, which is why they think that they can just leave everything around. But I think that like, listen, if they're gonna be like this and make jokes, it's only funny to me if you, there's a bill at the end of the month to <laughs> replace everything. That is That's so funny. The only thing Issue you can do whatever him an you invoice want. An invoice of, at the end of every month. It is the only way that it's funny to me. Oh, you lost it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm getting paid by the end of the month to get a new one. Here's so honestly, that works out better for you cuz you get new things all the time. Invoice the boyfriend. I like the, <laughs> the I think I think it, an invoice is much funnier than a Venmo request, I have to say. I yeah. think it should typed be out. itemized, yeah. typed and on paper the, trail. Yeah, yes. I want a paper trail because yeah. he could write it off to a CPA at the end of the year. <laughs> yes. A business under, expense. Under klutziness. Exactly. That is so funny. Okay. One last question, and I'm sure you're tired of sitting in your car. So we're gonna I love to be it, actually. Okay. Absolutely, dearest Rana and Brian, an outstanding guest, if applicable. I'm a 33 year old gay man. No typo. All written. In, it's written as one word. No typo. It, that is one, one word. Gayman. Gayman. <laughs> I'm a 33 year old gayman in New York City who just literally within the last two weeks, ascended into financial stability via a new job where I can handle bills, student loan repayments, rent, et cetera, and have enough left over to save and enjoy a higher quality of life. Now, this could easily have been written by the same person who wrote the last line. I was just going to say, yeah. 
It's the boyfriend, actually. <laughs> We're getting the other side. We're getting the other I'm side. So I rich, love leaving I my can, drawers. I can leave my drawers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to that, I had started looking for a new apartment with an acquaintance who has since become a good friend. Zero. I mean, zero. Zilch. Niente sexual attraction. Okay, fair enough. His okay. background is. You're in bragging. The okay. And the, I, it's, isn't it exciting to not be to be completely not attracted to a person? <laughs> his background is in the arts, and though he's not performing anymore, he teaches his art part time and still lives the lifestyle, i.e., mm. no nine to five full job, looking for a bartending gig and doing odd jobs to pl- supplement his income. He's also been benefiting off pandemic related unemployment insurance, so that's gone now, too. Okay. I've always been frugal, but generous with friends and don't have a need for the finer things in life. Again, I don't know why you're listening to this show. I don't know where they got these letters. These these are letters that came off, you know, Getty Images. You know, they just bought these letters from somewhere. Uh, I'm okay slumming it by necessity or by choice in the interest of reaching future goals. I'm not rich by any stretch, but have a fair amount in savings, a diversified investment portfolio, pardon me, in an IRA. This guy sounds like a catch. Work. My my roommate, we signed the lease two days ago, has maybe a month and a half's worth of rent in his checking account. I'm not too concerned about his making rent. He's often gotten this far. He's gotten this far in New York and is three years older than I. But here's my concern. He has unreasonably expensive tastes for his tax bracket. His proposed, now this is absolutely mentally insane to me. His proposed flatware, vision for the common areas, the vintage bed that he's eyeing, and so on, are a touch on the high end. <laughs> Furthermore, he's making a wish list of stuff that he's hoping friends and acquaintances will get for us. What? <laughs> a registry for a new rental apartment? Is that a thing? Is it not gush? If things get out of is hand- Is that in, this is in the letter? Th- that's yes. in the letter. That's not me. If things get out of hand, how do I tactfully point out that the expense of a thing might not be reasonable or prudent given his slash our finances? Your roommates, you're not husband and husband. <laughs> maybe I should be concerned about his, maybe I should be concerned about his making rent, dot, dot, dot. Cheap and cheerful cheers. It's signed, it's the Ikea for me. <laughs> P- P.S. You don't need to read this unless you want to. Assume. Thank you. I Thank you for my right to self-determination to decide whether to read your Right At the end. P.S. You've both, along with your various other co-hosts and guests, have been my rock for years, especially during some dark years while I was in L.A. and, of mm-hmm. course, during PND. Keep up the good work, and I hope you have a beautiful hiatus. Well. That's Brian who's having the hiatus. But uh, what do you think, Adam? I already know you're a frugal fanny, so I'm dying to hear about this. Okay. All right. So, Rana, Adam, I I feel like, one, your roommates, you focus on your own rent. Let, like, your roommate, they need to figure that out. They need to, like, come up. As long as they're paying rent and they're, like, good to live with and whatever— that that's their issue. You focus on your your side of it, and if they're falling short, then you need to come up with some sort of like deal with them. They either need to get out or something. You need to figure that out. 
If what about their vision for the comedy space? <laughs> that is also not your issue. If this bitch can pull in fucking donors and sponsors, you are you just shut the fuck up and you live in a pottery barn filled fantasy. Bitch, shut the fuck up. If this bitch is getting fucking senior level sponsors for this two bedroom apartment in Manhattan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's insane. I'm registering. I, what do you? I mean, how do you even? Who do you send that to? Say, take my name off the fucking registry. <laughs> this is your deal. Say, I have a yeah. roommate. I'm looking for this shit. But if this person is getting like Hillary Rodham Clinton to donate a fucking side yeah. table with a marble top, let sure. her do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let Hillary do something. Let make her feel like she's doing something. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so. That is. I mean, what do you care? Right. Yeah. And if, like, if it's not, it's not like he's here's what of, everybody's job is. You pay the rent. I pay the rent. His vision for the flatware. Well, I love goes, his vision he, for the flatware. If he goes out and he spends, you know, five hundred bucks on flatware and tells you you owe him two fifty. You have to say, no, I'm not paying $250 for right. forks and knives. I don't care. If you care, you can buy that stuff and whatever. Or let's come up with a budget, but I'm only willing to spend XXX on the apartment. So I may not be the right roommate for you. Right. That just you, this is, I think you just do a bottom line of like, if we're splitting this, this is what I'm willing to do. And if like, I can't, I cannot go past this, but you do whatever you want. Yeah, that's your boundary. Yeah. Set your boundary. Yeah. L listen, if you have somebody, I'm whispering now because I don't want everyone to hear me. If you have someone who's going to fork over 10 grand for a cloud couch for you. Yeah. Shut up. Yes. Because if you have to sit on a Kugenflaus fucking <laughs> Ikea, pull out futon, yeah. because you thought that was more affordable when somebody's just going to buy this thing for this artist. <laughs> My point is maybe your roommate is on the brink of something. Oh, that's your Maybe saying. your roommate. Is oh, you think this is like a artist patron situation? Because listen, if people are willing to pay, there's something up with this guy. I think True. there's something oh, up. Oh, I didn't even think you think he's an Instagram model. Is he? So to, so I, to well, speak. listen, I, I think so that, to like, speak. If, well, if there's no sort of <laughs> otherwise oh. known as an escort, yeah. Well, well, no, then he would have money. Mm, you only, you only, no. Well, he likes to spend, so he's getting the money. His taste somehow the money comes in. We used to call this a gigolo. When I was, uh, you know, yeah. Right. And now we yeah. call it an LLC. Yeah. Now we call it, yes. Now we call it an influencer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think, listen, you, tell, you say what the budget is, you give your budget, and then they do the rest. That's it. Yeah. I'm not care. asking you where the cloud couch came from. I'm just saying thank you. I'd love to sit on yeah, it. Yeah, I'll sit there. Yeah. Right. Don't, is don't it paid off? barbecue sauce on it. But the ultimate point here is the exact first point you made, which is stay in your lane, dear. Yeah. yeah. It's none of your business how he lives or what he's doing. Or if that starts to encroach on your territory, then you then you put your hand up and you stop it from happening. But however he makes the rent, whatever he's doing, whoever these beautiful older women or older men are that love buying him, you know, all clad pans for your apartment, congratulations. You get to live in a palace that you weren't expecting for the exactly. next couple of years. 
But if you can't make the rent, then of course, that's another issue you have to deal with. But let's not worry about that now just because you're the guy that loves to save for a rainy day. That's your, you know, we've got an Oscar Felix odd couple situation. Right. Because also I was waiting for the moment where he was going to say the roommate was asking for money. But that never came. No, that never came. Right. So don't do the red. I mean, I I agree. If the registry is amongst friends, then you say, I'm it. I'm I'm not putting my name on that. Right. If you if you do and it works, I can't wait to eat off those, use those steak yeah, masks. Look for say, that's going to be great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because also then at the end, like he does it, he gets it. That's amazing. At the it's end when stuff. they like, when they leave, then that's his stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you don't have any part of it as well. So it's just Terrific. like, let it go. Yeah. Do not worry. Fabulous. Adam, aren't you a terrific guest? Fantastic. Yeah. So now what we do is at the end of the episode, we have our three, uh, we go over the three people and we give some, we do a giveaway. Okay. We give people something that we, just whoever we feel needs something, we do a giveaway. And today's giveaway is going to be an Amarova to lip balm. That's what we're doing today. So let's see who's on our calendars here. Unless you have, and, unless I'll go right back to your gorgeous skin. And as a figure skin, wait a minute, you're the face of Comex. Is that right? No. No. Is that a joke? No, I'm not. That was a joke. I'm not the face of Carmax. What's oh, wait, your favorite? Car, oh, wait. Carmax, not the lip balm, but I did do a sponsorship deal with Carmax, like the auto trading Car- company. Oh, I thought it was the lip balm because you're always in cold places. <laughs> I mean, when it came in, I thought it was the lip balm, and then they were it like, be the go to this address. And I went there and it was a car max. So why is a lip balm doing a deal with you? You're always in cold places and you have beautiful lips and you're a a fun little salesman. So why aren't they, (laughs) why aren't you doing, I could just see you doing this. I mean, I could see, yeah. And I've been working kind of on that. for 17 straight days in Stanford, Connecticut in February. So that's I want what you to know that I just manifested that. So I yeah, want okay. you to know, don't be surprised when Vaseline or Comex or someone else comes knocking. I'm just, or Blistex. There's no reason why you shouldn't yeah. have a sponsorship with those people. And whoever is behind your high-level sponsorships, I want you to call them right after this and say, what that's- are we doing? Right. Yeah. Where's Mike, Blistex? Mike, Mike yes. Tarico will throw it to, let's go to Tampa, Connecticut. And then the can is just, <laughs> and he's just doing, he's applying it. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. We are. I'm gonna- I do you can't have, li- a, do you have a high end lip balm that you love? I'm curious. Um, I, d- listen, I, this is, I, I'm dead serious that like, I think <laughs> when it comes to my skincare, you yeah. got to save up for the Botox, mm-hmm. save up for the lasers. Mm-hmm. And the way that you do that is everything you just get at the drugstore. Because, like, it's no better than, like, any other shit. Because if you can buy it over the counter, it's only more expensive because it's in a glass bottle. Whore. Just get fucking the cheap plastic shit. It's just as good. If I'm using my ass cream on my face. Yeah. No, but CeraVe is a terrific product. It It is. That's what I use on Baby Steve. I have a new granddaughter. And I use CeraVe Baby to, to bathe her. And it's been the most uh, successful product. That's why I've tried a few different ones. Uh, okay, so then you, I'm going to have to send you an Amarov. It's a lip balm too, because that's what I'm sending to the, the winner today, which is okay. one of my favorites. I don't know if you know Amarov. It's a fabulous Hungarian brand. 
I don't think I've ever used it, which I feel well, the I deep look- shame that I no, was explaining abs- earlier. You sh- absolutely shouldn't. I look for- I look forward to sending it to you. Ian, we're going to say, do you drink coffee or not? Love coffee. You're and getting you, our coffee too. You're getting our coffee. Are you roasting your, are you grinding your own beans or not? I've grinded beans in my past, but not recently. Okay, we'll send it to you ground. Okay, thank you. Adam O'Byrne, tell me, give us the recap of who our three questions were. So we've got uh, our uh, friend in Philly, who uh, yeah. is trying to doesn't yeah. know what to say to uh, yeah uh, uh, the the the, past, the, uh, the the guy who she dated when she was nineteen and he was yeah. twenty four. Yes. Then we've got the 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 uh, the boyfriend with the klutzy boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, klutzy and irresponsible boyfriend, mm-hmm. rich irresponsible boyfriend is Adam. Mm-hmm. We I hope. Think, rightly we surmised. only hope. Family money. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, is the we roommate. Had the, the guy with the roommate who was going to do the registry. Mm-hmm. What so do you think, sh- Adam? Who gets? Oh, it? to me, this is this is clear. Yeah. The the our writer from the registry. Obviously, they don't need it. They're going to be rolling in pottery barn restoration hardware cloud couch. You yes. say it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't need it, honey. Keep saving. Buy your own. Then the klutz, no, you're about to get a paycheck from that bitch that you're sleeping with. (laughs) You do not need it. The boyfriend invoice. Invoice. (laughs) I think we absolutely should award this lip balm to the girl in Philadelphia. Because I think that she should wear this lip balm. She should feel like a million bucks. And when she ever runs into this guy, she acts like I'm doing so amazing. Funny seeing you here. And my lip yeah. balm is expensive. And you better pull out your lip balm and do it because that's also a nice reminder of I'm a viable sexual creature that has nothing to do with you. And this is my hundred dollar lip balm because that right. that's how rich I am. Yes. Perfect. Rich, rich, rich. That's what I'm doing over here. I'm succeeding. I'm so fat. This is nothing. It's a hundred dollar lip balm. <laughs> right. This hundred dollar lip balm is nothing. Have fun with your high school senior, bitch. Yes. This is what. <laughs> yes. This is what a grown woman uses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not Bonnie Bell lip smacker. This is a grown <laughs> woman's lip balm, and it's a woman who knows the mistakes that she's made and won't make them again. That's right. Because your girlfriend looks lovely with her guest bag and EOS lip balm. Oh, gross. <laughs> Those are those, little round, those are those little round ones. Yeah, the ones oh, that yeah. are horrible. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. Tanya Harding. Scratch and sniff. Yeah, that's Scratch and sniff. Well, she's a great she's a great American, Tanya Harding. She, she, she made yeah. a few ba- a few wrong choices here and there. But uh no, I mean, but that 30 for 30 was incredible. Did you watch it? Yeah, it really yeah. is incredible. She's I mean, yeah. listen, on a serious what? note, she is a character. Yes. No, she was. It is. It is a story. It is. Uh, yeah. And I don't know why they ever bothered making that movie because the thirty for thirty was ten thousand times more interesting. Because than the movie. Margot Robbie, she's Australian. She had no idea. It was new for her. It wasn't new for us. They all have these ideas. Yeah, they do. They all yeah. want to play the person that already was the person. Uh, in any event, Adam, I'm. I can't thank you enough for trapping oh. yourself in a hot car. For the last Trapping hour himself in a hot car. He's you got, are such a dear. You're so yeah, fun fantastic and guest. funny yeah. and smart and terrific. You give great advice. I bet you smell wonderful. I hope so. And what about Beijing? It's a, the best part is you don't have to go. That- at, least, 
<laughs> At least you know you'll come back. Yeah, that yeah. is honestly, it is the best part just because like it'll be so much easier. One, when like you go to an Olympics and you're working there, you have to go to so many events. I'm acting like it's a chore. To like, yeah. oh well, God, I have oh, to. Oh, the Olympics! Yeah. I have to yeah. go to the Olympics again. <laughs> but it cuts down like um, most of the work that we have to do of like going around. So it'll be so much easier to just like sit and watch everything from home. And yeah, it'll be great. I'm so excited. It'll, it'll be great to have like an Olympics. Well, the figure skating is always my favorite part. So I can't because you have I taste. Mean, the drama, the artistry, the. Who? Actually, that's a good. That's a good question. I mean, before we let Adam go, who is who are we who are we looking out for? Who are our favorites? Yes. So in obviously, who's the Oksana Bayul of the Beijing Olympics? Right. Speaking of Connecticut, that's where her DUI was. Was in Connecticut. Well, whose isn't? (laughs) (laughs) But Oksana, that was where she had her little where she crashed a Mercedes way back in the day. Long Island, I see. Right? Wasn't that her go-to? She had. Mm -hmm, She said she only had eight. (laughs) 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 I don't mean to laugh, but but I know I want to hear before Adam goes. We got to let him go, but we I want to hear who who is who we're looking at. Who are our favorites going in? This is my. I'm putting on my NBC hat for a sec. So when we're getting ready for the Olympics, obviously we're going to be cheering for every American skater out there. Sure, No question. We want that team medal. We want that team medal. And we are definitely a favorite for probably the silver or bronze in the team event this year. I think the clear favorite for gold is the Russian team Uh, for the team medal. The Russian Federation. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> isn't that what they isn't that what they call themselves? Yes, because yeah. well, they're in every other like sort of like basically yes, because this is the last Olympic Games that they're still banned from. Ugh. So they compete <laughs> or under cheating, right? <laughs> oh, that's why they're the, my oh, bad. Yeah. That's why they're the Russian yeah. Federation. Yes, yes. So they. So, will, oh, I didn't know that's that was a workaround. That's interesting. Yeah. So the athletes mm. compete be, uh, can still compete um, because this is they're just not allowed to compete under the Russian flag. So okay. they compete under this like unified Russian team flag. What a so, terrific compromise we've made. Lovely. Yeah. No consequences sure, for anyone. Yes, I'm sure the Russians are really feeling the burn on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They are. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. So in the men's event, we have two amazing guys. Nathan Chen, definitely a favorite oh. for gold. Amazing. And his and sister's a skater too. Right? His sister? Nathan Chen, is he the one that, is that the brother-sister combination? No, 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 no. no. The brother-sister combination were the Shibutanis, and they won two bronze medals in the last Olympics. Okay, okay. They won't be competing this time. Yeah. I I will tell them that you're sorry. They will forgive you. No, but Um, now Nathan Chen went to Stanford. Now I'm remembering who Nathan Chen is. Yes. Nathan Chen, like multiple-time world champion, um, favorite for gold. Um, if he skates his best and he skates well, he will win. Um, we have another man who could kind of make an upset or end up on the podium. His name is Vincent Joe. And, um, you know, and to round out our team, we'll probably have Jason Brown, who's probably one of the most beautiful, entertaining skaters you'll ever see. And the ladies event will want our two American girls to skate really clean and make a really good representation for us. But I think what you'll see is a Russian sweep of the podium. The Russians in the ladies have just been so incredibly dominant. There's not a team of three yet, but they could send over 
six or seven different combinations. Any one of those, wow. bo- any one of those Bolshoi Matryoshka dolls could come over here and take the place down. One hundred percent. I think yeah. like it's a sweep, and they just need to choose who they want and who they think will be the most reliable. But like any one of those girls, all of them can end up and probably will end up on the podium. Wow. Um, in the dance, I think the the clear favorites are the French team. You'll absolutely love them. Oh, um, they're fab. That's exciting. And then um, in the pairs, it'll be very exciting because there's a Chinese team who is, I think, the favorite for gold. They're not the reigning world champions, so the, their hard, their biggest competition is going to come from a, a few Russian, really young teams. Um, but everybody's kind of heart will be with this Chinese team. They're a little bit older. They're former world champions, and this will most likely be their last Olympics. Well, so I'm sure Putin and Xi have already decided that they they'll be getting the gold. So I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, they can they can skate with no pressure as exactly. far as I'm concerned. Oh, how fabulous! How, I, I that was fantastic. I, I have mean, come to on, ask. I have to of- ask one more question. Yes. which is you as a winter athlete. Mm-hmm. You have you have visited all of the snow globe cities across the world. I would say all of the beautiful. Fa- I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I want to know if there is one or two cities, maybe in Switzerland or wherever, that stuck with you. Little towns that you thought that place is perfect, and I would go back there anytime. That gave um, you the snow globe feeling. So. A lot of our big competitions are just like in major cities. So we don't really travel to like little okay. like ski towns or anything like that. So like obvi- I think what some of my favorite places to compete, I've always loved competing in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved competing in Finland. Um, oh. my, my fiance is Finnish. So like I always, I like love Excuse Finland. Um, but How I would wonderful. Say- is his name Tom? His name isn't Tom of Finland. No. And it's something that I have to live with, actually. Um, And I wish he would change it. Um, (laughs) But uh, for, like, little training camps and everything, some of my my favorite place I've ever been for, like, a little camp was in Andorra, which is this small country. I've always wanted to go to Andorra. It is fabulous. It's, like, three hours from one side of it to the other. It's very small. On the border of France and Spain. Yes, yeah. it is absolutely unbelievably beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, well, there you go. Andorra. What's the, what's the town called in Andorra? It's like Andorra City. That's like it. It's so, it's the that whole small. thing is, yeah. Yeah. Just it's spec. like Philadelphia to give our, <laughs> our girl a perspective. <laughs> You're too much. Adam, we cannot thank you enough. Oh, and my God. I'm sorry yeah. to say it. I'm sorry, NBC. We already got the best Olympic coverage that we could possibly we have. <laughs> it's sure all right did. here. We, the gift, the Ask Rana podcast is the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Um, we adore you. I hope you'll come back and visit us again sometime. Oh, I would absolutely love to. Rana, Adam, love you both. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Have oh my the God. best time. And I hope you find... Uh, one of the highly coveted and last of a dying breed Polynesian Chinese restaurant slash bars that they have in Connecticut while you're doing the <laughs> coverage in Stanford. A long might, I have no fa- more favorite place in the world. Tra- <laughs> Trader Vic's is the most glamorous version of that, but you'll find, you know, China sales in South Pacific or one of those places and it'll be fabulous. My eyes will be peeled. Uh, <laughs> they've already been peeled. <laughs> And they've got and they've got new lenses. Yes, they have. Uh, stay out of the tanning booths, dear. You look fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Bye, you so Adam. much for being here. 
Bye, guys. Thank you so, Thank much. You so much. Okay. Was he fabulous? I mean. I love his scrappy little Scranton demeanor. <laughs> He's so good. He I is love someone it. who literally pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Well, and he deserves every ounce of the success that he has I was, earned. I was going to say that exact That's same thing. That's a hard like, worker. That's a exactly. hard he worker. Worked his ass off. He's got, you know, squeezed every ounce out of his skating career. And now he's uh, he's a, 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 he's fantastic. He's a personality. He's how a, just, about that incredible analysis he just gave us? I know. And, and now Five we minutes. all get to go into the Olympics. Exactly. With that knowledge. Fabulous. Yeah. So good. I am going to read the cliffhanger here. All right. Well, I read, you know what? You read it because no one ever gets to read the cliffhanger. So you read it. Yeah. Why not? You've earned it. Oh, thank you. Slinging. And we should say Mm. a big thank you to you for slinging all that coffee through the holiday season. Now that we're back. Uh, after the holiday season, you deserve a huge thank you from Tony, all these all Tony, these pr- prima donnas in our audience who were driving you and Tony crazy. No, 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 no. They're all, we love them all. We love them all. They just no, want to have the coffee. I get it. And I don't blame them, but you and Tony and Nick, Nick went and above and beyond to make holiday happen around you. Brendan, I, Brendan did some stuff and too. Brendan, was, and course. Mimi, obviously, as always, has well, been Mimi's a running the, yeah, but she's doing the show all the, I mean, she's running the show. Yeah, fair enough. I'm talking just about holiday right now. Let's read. You're welcome. Here we go. Dear Rana and Brian, thank you for bringing a little fun and inspiration into my week. I always get a laugh and I'm generally in agreement with your advice, especially Rana. I based many of my holiday gifts this year on your Ronica recommendations. I love the skincare advent calendar. Great job. I need your advice. Okay. I'm a gay man in my mid-30s. I've been on and off again with a man named Jay, not his real name, for the past three-plus years. Our relationship started with the most intense brain chemistry I've ever felt. I was in love with him almost immediately. In the on times, the sex was the best I've ever had. Many of our goals aligned. We spoke about our future plans together, and we had a lot of fun. So much so that now we share many of the same friends. During the longest part of our relationship, we were together and monogamous for about a year. This all came to a crashing halt because Jay truly likes to argue with me, with friends, and anyone who had an opinion even slightly different than his own. Mm. This started to become his reputation among friends and difficult for me to cope with. I was raised to stand up for myself, but I don't like to fight. Jay would stir the pot even during very positive moments. Mm. A A series of these arguments made me decide to end things, but that didn't last. For over another year, whenever we were in the same room, one of us would make a move on the other. If we had gone too long without talking, one of us would reach out for attention. I knew the complicated attachment wasn't healthy, but I truly continued to love him. With each on, the chemistry would fire up and we would be all over each other once again. Same behaviors, future plans, great sex, social blending. But the switch would flip and then another off. Jay would become argumentative, secretive, and selfish. Last summer, we had another on, which lasted four months. During this time, I helped him move to another city, design and style his apartment. We visited several times and did all the other on activities. Our friends started to caution me as they saw the pattern. 
I heard them, but I was pulled by my intense feelings for Jay anyway. The inevitable oh off. I hope this is a Cynthia, another Cynthia Dupree Sweeney pen letter that somebody wrote. <laughs> it's, that she's writing under someone else's name. Go on. <laughs> the inevitable off came when Jay suggested a vacation to cheer me up after a COVID breakthrough. I was immediately excited, thinking about the fun adventure we'd have after being sick and stuck in my place alone for two weeks. The week after our planning started, Jay suddenly disengaged. No calls, short texts. My intuition told me that Jay had lost interest or maybe overcommitted. So being a direct person, I asked him and gave him an out. And he told me that my intuition was wrong and that I was probably having anxiety. He reinforced his interest in the trip and reminded me how much he loved me. Two weeks later, without regular contact from Jay and the week before our trip, Jay reconfirmed the planned vacation. I then went camping for five days and had little reception. And on my return and two days before I was supposed to meet Jay, he called and canceled. He was vague, but said he had been dating someone for the past three weeks and they had ended things and hurt his feelings. So he didn't think it was a good idea to be around me anymore or for a while. I flexed between unsurprised and hurt and maybe a little angry at myself for not listening to my intuition. We haven't spoken since. I was so embarrassed by my complicated feelings and another slip into on-off that I asked friends not to bring it up. I licked my wounds and chopped up the- These people think I have all year. (laughs) (laughs) I licked my wounds and chalked up the spent money, a week of unused vacation, and a missed bonus opportunity at, at work as bad karma. It's been four months and I haven't spoken with Jay. My friends are careful not to bring him up, which is why I'm turning to you. I've been dating again, and I'm w- when I'm with other people, I'm still thinking about Jay. What's wrong with me? Do I mm. soldier on and keep the silence or call him? How do I get on, off Jay out of my mind? Thanks for the advice. Please don't use my name. My pronouns are he, him. P.S. I know it's a novel. I know how that thrills you. Smiley face emoji. Well, it's not a novel that anybody wants to read. I just want to say that. <laughs> it's absolutely not a Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. No, no. Well, well but it's so something. It goes. It's something. It's a thing that happens in life, uh, I guess. Join us in the Patreon Carriage House if you want to see my absolute, hear my absolutely eviscerating response. It's going to be this, rough. I can already tell. To this piece of art. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ask Rana. We have new episodes. They come out every Friday. We do indeed. May. Uh, and we have so many exciting things planned for the Carriage House this year. And I have to say, we've had such an uptick in membership uh, in the last few months. And it's been so exciting. Yeah, it's nice. It's such yeah. a wonderful feeling. And we work hard on that show. So uh, come here. Sure do. It's a little different. You yeah. think it's the same? It's not the same. So shame on you for saying that about us, okay? Shame on you. And uh, no, we know, uh, we know, we know who to, we got, we're all excited about watching, uh, watching the Olympics. Now. I can't we'll wait to, uh, for the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. It's going to be great. He'll be too busy to come back mid Olympics to give us his, uh, to give us True. his take. But, but maybe afterwards we can, we'll we can be weighing a, a break for sure. Yeah. We'll be weighing in for sure. Uh, and I have to thank my fabulous co-host who's here today, pardon me. Uh, uh, and dear, Anytime, dear, Robert. dear friend, I adore you and you work very hard on this show. And all I can say is that for 2022, I'm hoping you'll find a way to work a little harder. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying thank you for 2021, but I hope you'll find hope a way to work a little, a little harder. A little harder. You would hate to dock that bonus. We need to be moving <laughs> forward. That's what we do on the show. We're constantly yes. moving forward. Yes. yes. So. All right. Uh, no, brilliant. Dear. We have so much fun stuff 
planned and uh, people that have, have a right in and have a reference issue, they know that Adam O'Byrne is right on top of it. You are an incredible producer and a fabulous friend. So there. Um, Thanks, Rana. All right, dears. We will see you next week. And Brian, maybe I'll have an maybe update some- on- yeah, yeah, who knows? If, if Brian isn't in the uh, possession of the Cabinieri, is that what the Italian police are called? Yeah, right. Cabinieri, yeah. I can't remember. He's, uh, uh, yeah, maybe he's with the cast of Succession on uh, one of those yachts in Lake Como. Uh, maybe that's yeah. where he is. Wouldn't who that knows? be nice? And on yeah. an Ernesto Riva. Uh, all right, dear. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.